0: So, I would mix and match stuff. I would write new rules. I would, uh, you know, deeply weird as a child. And so now, <laughs> thank goodness I'm so much better now.
1: <laughs> hey. Uh, no, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing with you, not at you.
0: I wasn't laughing,
1: though. Okay, continue on. to so your story, yes.
0: <sighs> so, uh, the. The. I love you, love. Welcome to the Honesty Policy episode
1: 5. I'm Patrick. And I'm Sarah. And this is a podcast about honest things. Whatever we're obsessed with, you will get our honest thoughts. And this week, we're talking about games.
0: Specifically, board games.
1: Correct. We'll have other YouTube where we talk about no. other forms of games. Not yeah, what you just said. Oh, Never mind. So we'll have a podcast we're so cultured. We have all these different avenues where we're <laughs> connecting with our public, our tens of people. Um, no, correct. This is about board games and our history and love of board games.
0: That's right. So, game on! Yeah.
1: You're hoping that's going to be our intro? Uh,
0: well, I was until you said that, because then... It messes it up. Yeah.
1: All right. So... Some of you may think, oh my gosh, well, I don't care about board games. That's not for me. We're not talking like your Candyland and your Monopoly and your Trivial Pursuit games. There's a whole new world out there of board
0: games. We're about to blow your mind.
1: (laughs) Actually, board gaming is probably becoming more normal. Um, When you and I first came upon it, we were in North Carolina. We had two young children. We, ha- I think Andy was a year old and Piper was three or four. Yep. Um, And we were poor. Uh, We were, you were a pastor. I was not working at the time. I was helping in volunteer form in your church. But date nights, which we had decided before we got married that we wanted to make a priority in our marriage. In reality, when you don't have a lot of money and you don't have a lot of babysitters, yeah. it's very hard to have date nights
0: right so i discovered this youtube channel with uh that was hosted by will wheaton now my love for will wheaton was from star trek the next generation yes when he was wesley crusher yes and the whiny i recognize him from the whiny teenager you love to hate yeah and uh so he was doing these these youtube videos where he and other people who were moderately nerd nerdy famous uh, were playing board games
1: and they were his friends i mean it was obvious that they were in relationship with these individuals whether they were comic book artists or they were other actors actors, authors authors um so anyway they he got together with people and would play a game
0: They would play board games, and they had uh, they taught the rules well. They did a good job, sort of explaining what it was really like for you to experience the board games. They had it was pretty overproduced. They had cutaways to interviews and all this other kinds of stuff. It was well done, but it it's called Tabletop, and uh, they're still on there. There were four quote unquote seasons, although YouTube seasons are kind of whatever you want them to be, but you know, the, something like seventy or hundred episodes they wound up. And we making. didn't
1: watch them all, but no, it, uh-uh. YouTube was free. So we could sit and watch and just
0: and as try it on. As we watched, it was like us trying the board game. And there were many board games, many of those yes. tabletop episodes where we were a minute and a half in and you went, Nope.
1: I don't like this. Or I don't like the rules or something was complicated or yeah. they would suggest this game is really great when you have four or five people playing blah 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 game right well if our goal had been to find something that we could do on a date night at home where our kids could just be put to bed upstairs in their crib and then we had the quiet house to ourselves what could we do so it did limit what we chose right
0: and we didn't want there are games that uh they're called sort of uh they're just called kind of take that kind of games where you yeah. are trying to steal from the other person or grab their These stuff.
1: Highly competitive games that we just
0: I, almost mean spirited. Like yeah. you are you are trying to, and and there are people who love those games, but that we did not need a date night activity <laughs> that would lead <clears> to <throat> anger and arguments.
1: Are you saying that? Date nights should be about bringing people together and not not people. I was about to couple, say, not just bringing any Bringing the couple together and not separating them and making them argue over who's that's, the winner and who's not. That's
0: always been my philosophy of game <laughs> nights, of date so, nights. So, yeah. so the, uh, the, we were able to have a secondary filter that was able to give us some information about games. And then we... Uh, we had bought a couple, but really my birthday was coming up. And so that's what I asked for from everybody was...
1: We decided we were going to... We, we we had talked about, you know, if you don't have tons of money, extra money to spending stuff, if you go out, if you, all of us who know we have date nights, if you, your dinner costs 50 bucks for the two of you. And then if you're paying for a babysitter, there's even money, money on top of that. Where the games at first looked like they were... I mean, they're not cheap games. You're not going to Target and spending $12. Right. On a right. the game, these are more expensive games than I'd ever played. Like, I have I have a copy of Monopoly in the gold box, and it was like whatever what what, what anniversary I, was that? I mean, like
0: seventy fifth or something? Some
1: anniversary, and it's like this big fancy box. And I remember getting it for Christmas, and it was super expensive at the time, and it was probably like thirty five dollars. Right. You know, like right. it was like, oh my goodness, this is in a gold box. Well, when we were looking at games for to step into a coupled gaming date night thing.
0: 40 to 60 is... That's a
1: chunk. That's a chunk of is. money. But we decided we'll eat food at home. We're yep. not going out to eat. We're yep. sure going to be in our comfy clothes, which is our jam anyway. Yep. Let's invest in a couple of them. And so you said, well, let's make it even easier. Let's well, do it for my birthday.
0: That's right. And, and then we also decided, you know, one date night out with... You know, two movie tickets and the I have to food, get popcorn and candy. So and yes. you have to get popcorn and candy. And then the <laughs> food at dinner. And then the babysitter. Yeah, that you're
1: dropping some money.
0: So you're, you may have already paid for the game. And then some. And then some. And then, however many times you wind up playing that game, it's just paying for itself over and over. And... So for my birthday, we had everybody bought us games, and sure well, enough, gave us a
1: gift card. Yeah, we asked specific games we wanted to yeah. look into because of tabletop.
0: That's right, and I—I I mean, we didn't. There wasn't a store in Greensboro. There wasn't like a game store in I Greensboro. Don't where, I mean, we don't. No, we just don't got remember. them off of we just had Amazon yeah, and everything. Yeah, I don't remember. Anything. You weren't getting these back then at Target or no, at, yeah, no. you or, definitely
1: see that it's grown because you can't right. get them now. But
0: yes. It's it's so fascinating to me, all the ones How that you turned. can get. at We
1: were on the trend before it became a big trend.
0: Is it really... Because I was going to say we were hip, but are board games... Are you able to be hip with board games? In the
1: geeky, nerdy community, which is our people, then yeah. yes, we are hip. I don't, do they, I don't, I don't know if they still say it, but I'm oh. going to say we are. Yeah.
0: Oh, do you like this game? Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> liked, it. we liked it before Target well, actually, sold it. No,
1: that's not true. So we did we watched tabletop and do you remember we did a wedding and uh a good good friend of mine that i had known for many many years she had been at our uh, wedding we were at yes. the wedding and the gentleman she was marrying who had become a friend of ours through her his family his stepdad somebody his mom and his stepdad i think were really into games and we were like Oh yeah, we've watched this YouTube guy. You know, you know that Will Wheaton from Star Trek plays this stuff. Have you ever heard of games? And like, what games do you play? And the guy, I kid you not, guys, we were at the we were at the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. And he pulls out his, not his phone. It was like a, a notebook. No, maybe it was his phone. I, I can't remember whether it's a phone or a notebook. But he had a long list of games that he had at home. And he's scr- scrolling and he's saying names. I've never heard of. He's
0: just dropping names. Like, you You know, people who love sports just start dropping oh, names of sports They go seven lovers down. And, and you, you're just nodding. Yeah. Going, mm-hmm. mm-hmm uh, so, yeah.
1: I, he could... My face is not... I don't have a poker face. And I remember standing there and him saying, okay, I've, I see I'm overwhelming you. That's fine. He said, what's one of your favorite games you've ever played? And I said, oh. I said, there was a game my family used to play called Scrutinize, which... We still have, and it's still amazing. But I said, it's very weird. And I said, I've never seen it out. And he goes, I've never heard of that game. And I I remember thinking, I have trumped this guy who has hundreds of games. Yeah. I've said a game that he didn't know about. So he goes into, he looks on this website, which I didn't know existed. Did you know this existed at the I time? I did not. So what's, the, what's he, the website? I
0: thought he was... I mean, he went crazy. He like, went full he, on nerd. Like, people were trying. People were trying to talk to him about wedding things. Yeah, because
1: we're in the middle of the wedding rehearsal.
0: And he was waving them off so that he could do more research on this game he didn't have. Yes. And the the website is boardgamegeek.com. Now there's other ones that have tried to replicate this, but this is really sort of the big mm-hmm. one. It's a big, huge database. Uh, they've done sort of a graphical update, but it is—it
1: was really bad by the, at that
0: time. engineers for engineers. Yeah. It is all about the data and not about how pretty it is. Yeah, and Piper
1: was four. Yeah, yeah. Piper
0: was four. Piper was four
1: because have pictures of that wedding. So at this time, he looks on his website yeah. and looks up and he goes, like, "Well, I can get older copies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can trade and get this." And you were like, "Trade?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." He goes, "People trade games all the time," and you're. Where you are so much better than I am. You just kind of catalog this in your brain. Like, oh, this is a thing. Okay, I'm going to store this in that random file that I'm going to eventually call up later. So that was, we had watched the YouTube stuff. We had yep. talked about this. Because they got married in September. So it was, I think they got, but anyway, I think they got married in September. And then we had for your birthday. You know what? Let's do it. Let's get a yeah. couple games. We'll yeah. request from Amazon a couple games. And
0: We did. And we began. We did, and it was uh, it was better than we could have hoped. Yes, I mean it. It wound up being um, just such a such a fun way for us to spend time together. And what was I don't think either one of us really articulated it beforehand, but once we started doing it, one of the things we both commented on was how we turned tvs oh, and yes. screens off yeah and you know obviously you're trying to watch screen time and how much time your little kids are watching screen time but
1: even the little bit we had with the television on it was for elmo or it was mickey mouse yeah. clubhouse and then yeah. in the evenings after we, because the kids go to bed at seven i mean gosh yeah. when they were little they were bed early and you have still several hours of adult conversation right. time right. especially for me who was stay at home mom and you were in working I needed adult engagement I- interaction of and we some had been kind. watching television so much that, but you can't your marriage doesn't exist like that you know like you can't just constantly face forward television watching <laughs> and call that good we weren't we weren't conversing other than how was your day right. how was my day and the games forced us to turn off the television and engage in something together which right In our entire marriage so far, even though we'd had children and we moved and we did ministry together, this is a whole different thing. And it was wonderful.
0: It really was. And we would find ourselves uh, stopping the game, not going, no, 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 everyone stop. But we would just get into a conversation about something and realize we're both sitting over the game but we had gotten into this conversation. Yeah, we
1: paused and talked about something different
0: that would have never happened. Yeah. if this hadn't have been the case, and so it it became a virtuous cycle uh, instead of a vicious cycle, where the the good kept feeding off of each other, and we kept we kept wanting more. We kept where,
1: and well, at first, you know, you would say, okay, we're going to do a date night on Thursday night when you don't have a meeting, blah blah blah. Then it got to be where several nights of the week let's not watch TV, let's play another game, or let's play that game again, because right. we loved it so much. Uh, it was
0: And when you only have five games, it's pretty easy right, to... Is. But, yes, but these th- weren't
1: Uno, and... I mean, well, we could spend some time on card games, because I really wanted you to play Phase 10, and you were never going to play Phase 10. Oh, I played Phase 10. I know, but you know. after that, it was not a date night thing, because that's one of those games you would not play with me. Cause...
0: Well, that's because I put one card down, and you were like, <laughs> here, I'm on Phase 7. I was like, what? I just... <laughs> I just played one car and you and what how did how'd you do that and you're like okay count up all the points that you have <laughs> you're
1: and- you're drastically losing, because the points that I have are, like, zero, and you're, like, five. Yeah,
0: and you (laughs) drew one card and put down, like, a four of a kind and a three of... Somehow, in your hand of 12 cards, you wound up with five sets of seven or something, and and I was... And I wasn't even cheating. No, and so I was like, you know what, this is not bringing us closer together, because I want to go far away from you right now, so... uh, It was the
1: opposite of those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want to be here right now, but the... The idea of of being able to continually go, oh, this is is a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun playing. It's a lot of fun. And then, you know, we just started growing our collection because we... it, It was addictive. Well, and like anything in the world now, there are enough people who care about every little niche thing that you can find. And so we found this guy who lived in Malta at, at the time, the, at the yeah. time. Yeah. and he took a he took his camera he sat at the table with the game on the table and he took his camera and put it at his perspective so it's like you at his eyes at his eyes so it's like you are looking down at the game from his perspective and he would hold the camera with one hand and play the game with his other hand and talk through what it was like.
1: So if he's looking at a card, he'd put the card up close to the camera so you could see what it was. Where they they did portions of this with tabletop, but this guy, his name is Rot well, his channel's name is Rotto.
0: R A H D O.
1: Um, we absolutely fall in love with. Because yeah. Because it I you and I learn how to play games in a very different style. We do. This is not surprising, but we are very different people when it comes to how we learn and how we process the information. That's right. And it was, you could watch it, absorb it, and then go, okay, very quickly, you could figure out what games I would like and not like. So then you'd sit me down and have me watch the thing and I would decide, oh, I like this or whatever. But he taught it in a way that you were okay with, and I was okay with.
0: You could see it modeled, and that was exactly what you needed. Yes. So to, to understand, um, I read the instruction manual, and and, and that's I, how I learn.
1: I it's like it's a foreign language, and and I I normally laugh it off because I find it embarrassing that I do this. But when you look at an instruction manual, even though they have it numbered you know like you go in this order and it's supposed to teach you in that way it becomes go- gobbledygook like i start reading it and then i'm like oh my gosh what is this and i i it get i get lost and i get overwhelmed and then i put it down because i can't do it you would read the instruction manual and then you could tell it to me in a way that i would understand or if we watched the rado we video, could watch the rado he would show me and yeah. that was key for me to learn
0: the good thing about Rotto, the now Rotto could not be more different from tabletop 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 was fancy you could tell they put money into it there was a there was a team of people this was one dude with a camera and the game no graphics in the
1: beginning he had a printed poster that he would zoom in on as as like his title graphic yeah like an
0: eight and a half by 11 he had printed out. I, I think the earliest ones were like a sheet of paper. Like I don't. I'm, I, what I'm saying I, I think he printed. upgraded to a card stock yeah, eventually. Maybe. But like he had a sheet of paper and he'd hold that in front of the camera, and then you'd see him move that away, <laughs> and, and then the and then there's the game. And so the benefit of that. Was that he could do a ton of games. Because the amount of money and the time to do those games must have been nothing. Because he sat there, he did this. They were living in Malta because he had been uh, a video game designer and had been very successful. And they decided that um, he wanted to retire early. And they couldn't retire early in America. So they found that the cost of living was so cheap in Malta that they didn't have to work they could just live off of what he had done and I I guess she had done and didn't have to work. So he didn't have a job, but he seems to be this kind of obsessive guy of need something to do. So this became the thing that he did. Yeah, this was his hobby. So he would do it and he would...
1: And he and his wife didn't have children. Right. They don't explain any of those details of their own personal life, but they game together. Yes. So a lot of their games, especially there are not... For those of you who are interested in looking into games you can go onto youtube and find game tutorials for almost everything out there <laughs> like everything for else literally everything it's like there.
0: a fire hydrant that you open up and then just the hose just hoses you down with more yes. information you could care for.
1: but one of the things that patrick suggested and i think was very wise for us was let's find he liked rotto because rotto and his wife wanted to play non-competitive just fun games together and so they would kind of
0: I'm not sure. Filter. I, I would say they were competitive. They would play against oh, each want other. They to win, it's but they don't non combative.
1: Okay, sorry. That's a, term, a better terminology. Yeah. But that's, that was helpful for us because if they deemed it non combative, then we would find it probably non combative. And that was helpful for us. So, a pro tip if you are looking for YouTube gaming videos, Search around and And, try out different people. And and if you can find
0: somebody that has similar taste to what you're interested in. it's very helpful. It is. So this became an even better way for us to be able to filter because he had a wider selection of videos, a wider selection of games, and it was was really the great second step for us to be able to start really adding and implementing some extra games in to what we were doing. And,
1: And that became our gaming love and it's, yeah it's grown i would say yeah. <laughs> our, our love of games has grown and what i also love is the evolution of how we our gaming abilities have grown you are already incredibly smart you talked about when you were a child and you uh made your own board game you took a couple different board games and merged them together
0: yeah i'm the youngest of three and uh th- There's a lot there's a bigger distance between the first two and me and so I had a lot of time on my hands and not and didn't have siblings that were near my age and so there was a lot of sort of time on my own and so I would and I also had inherited all of these games these
1: old toys that your brothers had
0: that they didn't care about anymore so I could do whatever I wanted with them and as long as I didn't quote unquote mess it up yeah. So, I would mix and match stuff. I would write new rules. I would, uh, you know, deeply weird as a child. And so now, <laughs> thank goodness I'm so much better now. <laughs>
1: hey. Uh, no, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing with you, not at you.
0: I wasn't laughing, though.
1: Okay, continue on. So, your story, yes.
0: <sighs> so, uh, the. The I love you love. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, I would. I would create these elaborate things, and these were these were what I would sort of and normally with, yeah. do. So, so you were saying this is that that has been something, but so how you, you had changed?
1: Yeah, i I was proud of myself in the evolution of myself in gaming. Where I, when you look at a complex game, you go, "Oh gosh, I'm not going to be smart enough for that." I I, I always have a negative self talk anyway on whether I am smart enough for something, and I thought. In comparison to you, Mister Smartypants, I was never going to be—I was never going to be an equal in gaming abilities. And I remember it was when we moved to Maryland that I thought I actually I'm, I'm pretty good at this. And there would be many times that I would beat you. Oh yeah. And on my own skill, and it's fun to see the evolution of the beginner games that we started with to games that now appeal to us. We still like, we don't like combative games, but we are able to take much more complex games. And that's kind of cool that now I'm proud of where I have evolved in my gaming abilities Uh, and you continue to get better as always, but we can still play together in that. And I, I liked being able to see that and feel that change in me.
0: It's still special. Uh, you know, as life changes and situations change, uh, there are seasons where we aren't board gaming as much, yeah, and then busy. seasons that we pick it right back up, and yeah. it is, it is like picking it right back up, yeah. and we would play. You know, if if time and schedule's allowed, three times a week. Oh, yeah, and we'd yeah. be playing different games, and we would then... It would be that kind of thing where you're both having so much fun that as you're playing and putting it away, you're then thinking about or talking about...
1: What's next one we're going to play?
0: Or, this was so good, we should do this again, because I have a new strategy now that I want to try out. That I think I'm going to get you if That's I you. do That's that. That's you. That's not me. It's so, just me
1: going... I think it's fun. but no, I, It could be either one of us. <laughs> yeah, no. We'll talk about later what, what how gaming wins and how we how we handle our win stuff but
0: But so go ahead
1: game stuff has been big we have evolved in our love of games Uh, so much so that we have it's integrated into many parts of our life Uh, we have always been big advocates for having people over for dinner and for uh, fellowship with people in your house it was part of our ministry. We were very, you and I are both relational in our ministry, in our connection with people. And this was a great way to just do something together with yes. people. Yes, And so we'd have people over. It A lot of times would be, you know, our children are playing with their children. So they could go off and play in the playroom or whatever we had in our house. and we Over would... in the West Wing. Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, like, in the next room. But... Um, <laughs> They would be kids would be playing. So we're still safe. We're in the house with them. But then as parents or as we're getting to know a couple that we could laugh and talk over a game. Now we've had people over at our house that thought we were still wackadoo. We've had some couples yes. over there like, no, we're not interested in games. Or we got, we're, And we'd say this is not Monopoly type games. We're talking more complex games. We'd love to try one with you. And we've gotten very weird stares of no that's like a childhood thing you know like <laughs> no. like like
0: we were inviting them over to finger paint yes like, yeah like, this is the most no, we no, have no. the most incredible colors yes come on in i've got come, an
1: apron for you too jump it's on gonna in. be so much fun yeah yeah no we've gotten we'll, some of those looks we'll put your art on the fridge <laughs> and then we've gotten some people that are like oh well we, we we don't know We'll we'll try it you know still sort of skeptical but they like us and they're kind of our explanation of why we got into it in the first place is yep. intriguing because there's lots of people who either have children of varying ages that you can't just go out at nighttime. Or there are people who don't want to just sit in front of the television all the time. And so yep. we would share these explanations of what we tried and how successful it was for us. So they'd give it a try. And then it evolved once again where we'd, they'd want to come back. Kids want to play. Parents want to play another game. And we would grow them in their gaming knowledge. And
0: We'd have multiple couples. Yes. We'd over. Have, like we four even, or six or eight we total. Did a,
1: we'd done birthday gaming parties where yeah. we'd have games at different tables going the whole time. And then we evolved to church game nights. We would do Friday nights every night. Every Friday night in like January February. or February yeah. when it was a wintry cold night where you don't want to go out and do things. We would gather at the church, and we'd have...
0: We'd bring a bunch of our personal board games, but and then... You could bring
1: your own games, and yeah. we'd have 40, 50 people There would be playing games and stuff. Just fun times. So it has been in our world for since most of our children's life. And then it evolves even again, because then our children would watch and want to see what we were doing. Yes. And our kids are now to the place where they... They're smarter than I am.
0: We used to have to... I mean, not have to. We used to buy them games, but games at their level. We yes. would research games that they could play that wouldn't be too complicated. And there's still there's still a few games that I'm not ready to pull the trigger on yeah, for them yet.
1: Too many, too many pieces. Yeah. Not like as in actual pieces to play with, but like elements of gaming play that too are Too much hard,
0: going on. Too complex. Yeah. But that... That percentage has shrunk down. Oh my gosh, significantly. drastically! It's embarrassing.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to be. Better we're than buying.
0: Me. So we we generally, I mean, every Christmas they generally each, each get,
1: a, get each get a game at Christmas.
0: And now we're just in the regular game section yeah. getting them. We're just games. buying ones that we
1: want to play too because yeah, they're yeah. be interested in it. And also, in the coolness of games, it can be whatever niche you like. You know, we, yes. we tried, Andy was really big into Scarlet Witch and absolutely loves Marvel superheroes and Scarlet Witch. And we wanted to find a game, because there's Marvel additions to Monopoly. There's Marvel additions to <laughs> Marvel Trouble.
0: Uh, Marvel has figured out how to squeeze a penny out yes. of... Uh...
1: <laughs> but we found a random, we thought was kind of random, a dice game that had, where you play as Scarlet Witch. So... Easy peasy, that's Andy's Christmas game. Well, he loved it. We loved it. But like, now we can go down, Piper loves dinosaurs. There's games that are dinosaur focused. Yeah. You know, like it, games can be in any way, shape or form. Any,
0: All kinds it, of different hooks that can get you in. Yes. And yeah. some of the
1: artwork is phenomenal. Now we're so snobby in our games that we now know game designers and uh, artists. And we follow some of them just because we love what they produce. Sounds really snobby, but...
0: No, we're just particular. We know the kinds of things that we want too, to spend... True, that sounds better. We, yeah, go with your thing. Go with your thing. <laughs> we know the kind of thing we, <laughs> we want to spend money on and spend time yeah. on. Yeah. And if it's not the stuff like that, then it's going to have to be something really amazing. Just, you know, we are so limited on time and yes. it's not like money is a huge uh, surplus either. It's still
1: an investment. Yeah. So but it's a fun investment.
0: It absolutely is a fun investment, and it's still uh, it's still something that I think is such a great part of our world. I mean, we try and go away for our um, anniversary. anniversary every August, and we'll go away for close as close to a full week as we can possibly yeah. get, and almost every time we drive and we drive to um, Aunt Marcia's lake house and which is the best it's the absolute best and uh shout out aunt marcia and <laughs> uh we take at least one generally it's two. two
1: large tubs you know rubbermaid tubs packed with games yeah and we will play almost all of them yeah and just have to several going in a in a day
0: go go swim out by the water go sleep go sleep read a book come play a game it just gets wrapped into the rotation and to be able to to have that just be part of us part of who we are is so much fun
1: and we still watch rotto we don't watch tabletop anymore they're not putting out new stuff yeah okay but we don't we still watch rotto we'll see what new games are coming out that month or what's yeah. interesting of it yeah. and we still he's and he's gotten better at how he it's very teaches. different it's
0: very yeah his, his but
1: it's still the same guy talking he's happy yeah. he's excited about games at some point we would still love to go to a gaming convention we've tried to figure out that at some point the problem is it's usually at our anniversary time and yeah, the... we have a hard time giving up our lake house <laughs> time to go travel there's farther a away, big but... one
0: in indianapolis every year called gen con that has i mean the and the gosh, you guys! The difference between just being Sarah and I in a very quiet, secluded lake, or like eighty thousand smelly nerds, thousands uh, of people to like, play games, it just is not. A, it's a not hard as, sell. It's, <laughs> it's a hard a, sell.
1: It's not as appealing, and we <laughs>
0: like games, but it's a hard sell.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, we one of the things that we thought would be fun for this, this is a long explanation for kind of what we're doing in gaming, is the terminology called gateway games. Like
0: a gateway drug that gets you hooked, hooked onto harder drugs.
1: There is games. There are games that are labeled as gateway games, and they are intended to be introduced to people who are not gamers or don't know much about games.
0: So the idea is that low barrier to entry. There's not going to be a 45-minute explanation of... 15 pages yeah. of rules easy
1: instructions and easy get
0: yep so we had put we've put together a list of over the years our favorite gateway games that we use and, and these
1: were gateway games for us they and, were
0: absolutely so
1: this is kind of how we got started into gaming and it it means what the title means what it does it is intended to get you hooked if you any way shape or form are gonna like a game, This is the way to go about doing it.
0: And from people who were adamantly opposed to us. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, angrily almost. Yeah, because
1: we're kind of pushy. You know, we kind of push.
0: Yes, we are incredibly. I say
1: we. This is coming up. Okay. Uh, my, my boss has commented on this, and now I'm hearing it more than I'm saying it. This is on a side note. How many of you wives <laughs> you will storm. say, we need to take the trash out, or we should do blah, 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 when really you're just telling your husband that he needs to do it? That's... I didn't realize how much I say we to things.
0: But I'm being helpful in pointing out every <laughs> single time you do it. That's
1: not actually helpful. No,
0: I see... Actually,
1: probably it is helpful, now that I'm... Anyway, so... We... I even lost what I was going to say.
0: Uh Well, we can be pushy with people. Oh, no.
1: That's... definitely Okay. I hear that. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely me. I can be pushy because I... If we're having people over and trying to connect as friends... We've talked a little bit about friendship here, but like relationships are hard and it's hard to make friends when you're an adult, especially when you have children and you yep. have children of different ages. Yep. It's hard to find time and... I know, because of our track record, that games can really be fun and can bring people together. And so you're sort of, I am sort of pushy, and please just try a game. And we'll try one of the gateway games that we have tried and true, tested out, and it's worked. Boy,
0: the batting average firm is so good. Oh
1: my gosh, yes.
0: It's almost a thousand of people at least going all right, this wasn't bad. I mean, which is a huge change from I'm angry at you that I have to be at this table. Yes. Most of the time though, or
1: I just think this is stupid. It's like monopoly or trivial pursuit or whatever. And it's not. And the cool thing about gateway games is even though you and I aren't new into gaming, we can still sit with those games and still have fun with those games. It's not like you've leveled out and it, it's a chore to it's go backwards a, it's not
0: the 57th game of shoots and ladders with your yes. kid yeah. that you just oh, want gosh, to we've all done this. you just yeah. want you know to to do yeah. something yeah. Un- unpleasant afterwards yes. so it's the these gateway games uh, we use them all the time and um, just about every time that we pull it out it is a For really someone new, yeah. it is a really good experience yeah. and it's really exciting to hear feedback afterwards of, that was a lot of fun. I mean, that was, when you pair that with the tacos that we make, you come over to our house <laughs> and you have tacos and play board games.
1: Spoiler so. alert, we have friends that we're getting ready to have come over to our house for the first time. They, we owe them like four or five or six meals at yeah. our house.
0: Yeah, The it's first one we have
1: point. people come over every time is tacos. It's a tradition. We yeah. are huge taco at home fans because then you can make it however you want to. Um, so yes, we have people over for tacos and a game. And that's usually. And now that our kids are older, they want to have a table off to one side, and they're playing games. Yes, and we're the adults are playing a game. It's magic. It's wonderful. So good. So
0: we have a list of our favorite gateway games that both were we used for ourselves to get into it, but also that we continue to use because these almost always produce a really good response.
1: Oh, we even I, I don't we even use these gateway games when I was teaching. To do a board game club with, was it 4th and 5th graders? It was 4th yes. and 5th graders.
0: 4th and 5th graders.
1: That I did it with. Yes. And it was, we used these gateway games to teach them and they picked it up easy peasy. So again, yep. it's not rocket science.
0: These games, a lot of these games are now much more readily accessible. They're
1: cheaper and you yes. can get them at Walmart, at Target.
0: Yes. And easy peasy. Uh, just searching for their names on YouTube will give you more than you could possibly want oh my goodness, yes. in terms of, of watching people play. And many of these games have a digital version that you could play yes, on your yeah, phone. yeah, yeah, I
1: forgot about that too. Or
0: on your computer, where you could even you could spend the four dollars and buy the game, by the digital version, try out the game to even get a sense of how the, the gameplay works if you're that kind of person.
1: So we have for you five of our top gateway games. These are ones, again, we have tried them multiple times. And I say we count backwards. They're written on okay. our sheet and we'll go from the back. So our number one, we'll get to the end. Got it. So our number five counting down of gateway games is a game called Splendor.
0: There is an app. There Corvents. is an app
1: for the game Splendor, which yeah. is helpful once you're kind of getting addicted to learn how to do things. And then you're <laughs> like, oh, I like this and play it quickly. So Splendor is a game with cards and gems. That's the gist of the game. And gems are, actually, they're not even gems anymore. They're like tokens that have a picture yeah. of the gem on them.
0: Yeah.
1: So Splendor, I'm I'm looking, I forgot to do this before. Splendor is by, who made Splendor?
0: Oh, I don't know that.
1: Mark Andre. And it is by Space... Something games? Space Cowboys Games is the publisher.
0: So um, some board games have, <clears throat> have a lot of theme behind them. You really sort of feel like you're in the Old West, as silly as it sounds. You really sort of feel like this is you robbing a stagecoach of the Old West. Or it really feels like you are hunting down Dracula in, you know, oh, man, that a, was a, good one a foggy sort of evening in, you know, Paris or wherever. Splendor is not one of these games. <laughs> no. No, no. So Splendor is very much about the puzzle of how do you trade resources and get my pile of stuff into this other pile of stuff and be the first one there. Now, this is not a very compelling pitch, I understand, but it is easy, easy, easy to get people into this. It is easy. The turns go quickly. Uh, There's not a lot that you have to do.
1: And you can build it any which way you want to go. There's some variation of how you want to build up your final point. Thing to win,
0: you within the easy choices there are there are a couple of choices that you can do but it is not complicated you make one choice you make you move and do what you're going to do and then you move on and another reason
1: why we liked splendor is it as our number five gateway game is it doesn't take up a lot of space that's true the box is not huge but the actual gaming space you could be done over a coffee table it yeah. could be done it doesn't have to have a large gaming area which yeah. as we get into more gaming uh lists and conversations we'll talk about bigger board games and there are a plenty
0: table space they, they call them table hogs they yes. take up so and much there of your are table. lots
1: of them but so splendor super easy Cards that you are trying to build and you're trying to get to I think it was like twenty five or thirty points at the end.
0: Yeah, I think it depends on how many people you have playing. That's I true. think it I think it changes that. But Splendor is, is the name our of it. Number game.
1: five. Gateway game, we should suggest you guys find it. And we'll make sure in the show notes to have links to each of these games. Yes. So you could pick one up and try it. Again, instructions are easy. You should be able to find them super, super likable very quickly.
0: Number four is if you want to talk about a game that takes up very little space. Oh my
1: gosh, yes. And is for all ages
0: that we so uh this is our first for the kids this was our first for the kids because it was so easy for them to explain to them this is a real adult game this is not a kids game it's you know it's obviously easy enough for kids but this is a real pitched as a real adult game and it's called roll for it
1: it's by calliope games and you can get it it's has cards with pictures of dice on them and then different sets of dice
0: and on your turn you roll your set of dice. Like I
1: may have the blue dice, you may have red dice. Yes. And we have three cards in front of us. Each of them have different variations of dice faces on one them. One of
0: them has four fours. One of them has a one, a two, a three, a four, a five, and a six. And one of them has three threes. Each of those give you different amounts of points. Different points, yeah. On my turn, I roll once all six of my dice. And if anything that I have matches anything on the board... I can move it over and reserve that. So if of the three threes, if I roll two threes, then I can put... I'm close to winning that card. I can put those two there and try and uh, wait until my next turn to get that. If I roll anything and I'm able to complete a card, I immediately get that card and I get those points. Uh, that's it. So you roll. You look and see what you have. The most difficult decision is, am I going to put some dice out to sort of reserve and and hold a spot, or am I not going to? Now, if somebody comes behind you and is able to um, roll and get that card, then your dice just come back to you. But you you go up to a certain number of points, the first one to get to that number of points wins.
1: The kids, I mean, we have pictures of Andy being like five.
0: Five He can barely hold all six dice and roll them effectively.
1: And he's playing roll for it. And And he loved it absolutely loved it super easy we still have our copy we still take it everywhere because it's an easy simple game yep doesn't take a lot of tabletop space super fun so that was number four number four roll for it roll for it number three we have the first that we had ever played in this type it's called forbidden island and this is by game right games and it is a cooperative game and that was a new theory for me where you those of who who are playing the game are playing against the game so you talk out your strategy you talk about all the things where normally you're trying to hide behind your cards and you're trying to keep your own game plan quiet and safe and to yourself nope you're talking about all your stuff
0: you aren't competing against the other players you are competing against the board so either you all win you all lose now there's all sorts of variations of this as you get deeper into games but that's the basic idea a cooperative game is we all either win or we all lose so with forbidden island there are four roles generally it works best with four people but you can play it with different numbers and you just move the four the there are four people on this island and each of them have special abilities, and you are on a race against the island because the island is sinking. The The island uh, is has flooded, and so you need to get four special treasures and then get all of your teammates and these treasures to the... Landing spot where you off can there. get on the helicopter and get off the island. You have to do that before the island sinks. So there's several ways in cooperative games that you can lose. And only one way that you can win. Because when you have all four versus yeah. the game, it's going to be a lot easier to win. So it's a it's great. Uh, this is a game that I really recommend. If you have somebody, you know, if there are four people who are gathered together. And three of them are pretty excited about games. And one is Adamantly not excited at yep. all. Yeah. This is really good because you're not leaving somebody on their own to to try and compete against the other three of you. It's all four of us together.
1: And you all talk about your strategies. So we all decide, hey, do we think it's okay for you to take jump two tiles and pick up that artifact? Okay, let's do it. Awesome. Yep. So yep. if you don't feel like you're very confident in yourself and your own gaming ability, like I was in the beginning and didn't think I was very smart with games, this was perfect thing to be able to talk out with you who is mr smarty pants with games i thought i could i could play and it was fun and we've had lots of individuals who didn't think they were good at games yeah but they could get into this
0: the funniest uh the funniest forbidden island story is when at your uh you know older elementary board game club, board game club. yeah these kids who were not getting along Continued to not get along, but played this cooperative game together, together, and are yelling at each other about how they're going to play together, and they are not happy with each other, but are putting it to the side in order to win this game. So they can get off
1: this island, so
0: they can get off this island and continue to be mad at each other. And
1: they got off the island together. They and, did, and then and, they, <laughs> and then they're back to their being normal fourth and fifth grader kids. But it was so good. It, it was so good. It, so. On a side note, in game in uh, Gateway Games, the word cooperative is a whole new world of gaming. And we'll do some cooperative game discussions for, in the yep. future of yep. ones that we've really enjoyed playing cooperatively together. It's not... It's it's like a real-life video game in some ways. It is just being able to talk out all the pieces yeah, and know where you're cool. going. So, so cool. that was number three, Forbidden Island.
0: Now we get to... I, I would say that...
1: We're down to our top two. I would
0: say... Five, four, three are good ones.
1: They're great. We've we've played them a ton of times.
0: I would say there is then a jump to two and one. Yeah. I think two and one hold hold a very special place. I
1: can't tell you the number of times we've played these games and absolutely loved yeah.
0: them. Yeah. So I, I think I think two and one. There is n- not necessarily I'm saying quality jump, but just the ex- quality of the experience that we've had with number two, and number one. Have been so, so good. So, number two for us is a game called King of Tokyo by Richard Garfield um, from Iello Games. And uh, it is now there, if you look at a target or wherever, you need to be careful because it has a sequel called King of New York.
1: That is not a gateway game.
0: That is not a gateway game. And honestly, it lost some of the magic. Yeah. So, King of Tokyo. Every... It is not a cooperative game. You are competing against all the other players. Each of You're you... You're
1: competing but not combative. And this well, is not a two-player game. I
0: would say that you are...
1: Well, It so would it be hard to not
0: call it combative.
1: Okay, so it is combative. But, we're, <laughs> but it's not a two-player game. You no. and I did not play this no. by ourselves.
0: This This game works best... In a uh, group, much much bigger now. At Splendor, least. I think Splendor 2, 3, we, 4.
1: We played it at two in the beginning. Yeah, that th- one and Roll For It were totally games we played in the beginning. Yeah,
0: and you can play, like I said, you can play Forbidden Island with fewer people. Yeah. You just are controlling four more. total yeah. people. Yeah, but with uh, King of Tokyo, that is a great point king of tokyo works really well at four five six we and even more. we even stretch it to do more than what they you say. can buy more well
1: we'll get into if you played if you bought the second game king of new york we just use the players from it and keep yeah. playing so, so that's what we use the second game for
0: so uh each so in king of tokyo uh there are these monsters there's sort of uh great value brand godzilla and definitely the uh, knockoff godzilla, definitely non-trademarked godzilla king and king kong all of these different sort of of big monsters each player is one of those monsters and you are all competing against each other to see who is going to be the one that gets to take over tokyo so there's two different ways you can win the game you there are stars that you earn for a variety of good things that you do
1: which are points and
0: yeah, yeah stars are basically points if you're the first player to 20 stars you win the other way that you win which at least in the games we play Happens most of the time. It does. Because it's just
1: so fun. It is so fun. (laughs) The
0: other other way that you win is you're the last monster standing. All the other monsters have died.
1: You've attacked them and taken them down.
0: So on your turn, uh, Yahtzee style, you have... uh, Which again,
1: probably back in its day was a gateway game of sorts for adults. Yeah. It's the same method we all know.
0: So Yahtzee style, you roll six dice... Keep what you want, roll again, keep what you want, roll a third time. There are different things on the dice that either earn you stars, heal if you have been attacked, give you special energy that you can use to give your monster special abilities, or attack other monsters. And that's the base idea. There's And when we
1: say attack, it's just the word attack. There is no hitting, there is yeah. no actual combat, it's just... I, I attack you, I'm so your attacking heart level you, goes down.
0: And your heart level goes down. And when your heart level hits zero... You're dead. You're dead. I'm the last player. I win. It is the perfect kind of ridiculous. Because it, that's what it is. It is... It's
1: funny character yeah. art. Yeah. It's...
0: It's just... Everybody
1: can roll dice.
0: It is silly in the and ridiculous. And anybody mid-elementary and up loves yeah. it.
1: I mean... Loves it. We loves just played it. it two times last night with eight people. Like It was yeah, absolutely fun. We got
0: done with the first game of it, and we'd actually brought other games over. We did, over. to
1: possibly introduce them.
0: So we got done with the first game of it, and multiple people at the table said, okay, we have to play that again right now. Yeah, And I said, I mean, we have these other games. Nope.
1: We need to do this one. We
0: need to do this one again, and we need to do it right now. That was so much fun. And that is
1: this is another one you could play with your children not yeah. probably children who are I think our kids are probably maybe six seven eight when we taught them yeah. how to play this game there's um,
0: nothing there's nothing violent. hard
1: to do it yeah it's not, it's not hard yeah it's just more understanding what kind of cards they want to buy to there, li- there are
0: special abilities that your strong. monster yeah. gets that it can be compli- it can be one step of complication for a young child yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's number two, King of Tokyo, two big thumbs up on that.
1: And please note, you can buy this at Target and oh, yeah. at Walmart. It oh, yeah, is yeah, everywhere. Yeah. It's it's so easy to it's get so to. And they've good. had several variations of the artwork. We have one of the first old school, old school ones, but it still has held up and we love it. Because
0: back in our day, <laughs> you had to get it off the internet.
1: And our number one... You
0: should do it. This is one's yours. Our number one this gateway, gateway
1: game... Which is probably one of my all-time favorite games. I mean, it games, is
0: it is near and dear to Sarah's heart.
1: Is Ticket to Ride? This is by Days of Wonder. Is the game uh, company, and it's by Alan R. Moon. And this game, you are creating routes for trains to go by collecting cards. Yes. And putting little train cars down. It That is the simplicity of what it is. It's not complex. I think you can play five people to yes. it. I don't think it's six yeah, players. I think it's five. Um, it has five players. Um, it says that it's for ages eight and up. Good news. Ticket to Ride even has a kids version. So you can have, I think it's like five and up to play the yeah. kids version. Yeah, And it's the same action. It's just a Easier. bigger map to, to read, basically. But you're... You're given routes in a card form. So I want to take a route from New York to Sacramento. Okay. There's little car spa- train car spaces that go across the map of the United States. And my job is to draw up cards so that I can lay down my trains and get my route done. And the person who has the most routes and the most points at the end of the game wins.
0: If you're an adult... Um- there are multiple, multiple, multiple versions of Ticket to Ride that all are basically just different maps with some, some minor really cool different areas, of- minor variations on the rules. You want OG original Ticket to Ride if yeah. if you've never played it before. It, now again
1: because if you go to different maps and different games, they add uh, instructions and add elements and rules to the game. In the original. This is not complicated for everybody. yep you literally have a a score counter that you're doing your little pegs of dead dead and go around the around the rim
0: of the board. I
1: mean it ticks all the boxes.
0: So it's what works is that this one probably is one touch more complicated than the other ones on the list. but what really, really works is that on your turn, the vast majority of the game, on your turn, you're going to do one of three things. Yes. And one of those things is drawing two cards. One of those All things is putting your little cute little train cars down on the map. You know, I mean, we are not talking about super duper complicated. They are little plastic, that 3D printed little that you are doing. train cars. Yes. They're
1: cards like playing cards that you normally play, play with. Just have yeah. a picture of a different color car.
0: So, So, really, there's. Uh, Or
1: you get more routes. That's that's your three things you can do on your game. And
0: you are not going to get more routes more than two or three times a game, probably. So most of the game, you are making one of two choices on your turn, and that's it. You make your choice, you do your thing, you're out. And then it goes the next player. So even when you are unsure what's going on, all you need to know is on your turn, you are making one choice of these two options. And that, I think, is part of the genius of it. Yeah. Because... It is, the barrier to entry is so low that once you get over that kind of hump of like, oh, okay, I got my first turn done. I did this. Then all of a sudden the rest of it can kind of kick in and it has time to kind of kick in of, wait, I need to go from Atlanta to Minneapolis. Oh, okay. What does that mean? And you can explain and figure out what that means, but Ticket to Ride works really, really well. For people who have not played before, but it has enough.
1: It has enough nostalgia. It's still a large board. Yes, you fold it out and yep. put on your. Because we're all used to that with yep. different with Monopoly with yep. Sorry with all the things. You've got a big board, so it's kind yep. of nostalgic and bringing back. I've got cards. I've got little places that I have to click, click, click around the around the board. You feel like you're playing a game because that's what your brain understands is what a game is like.
0: It also has enough meat to where. You aren't just sitting there rolling your eyes If you're somebody who really loves games In fact, one of the problems with a lot of games That have the score track around the edge Is that it's pretty obvious to see who's winning And if somebody is way far ahead How do you Find the motivation to keep going when it looks like I'm being shellacked by this guy who is 60 points ahead of me. Ticket to Ride solves that. Because yes. so many of the points come at the very end of the game. I would almost venture to say I, I can only think of maybe one or two games where somebody was so far ahead before they did the points at the end of the game. That it stood up that test yes, of time. Yeah. And we've played this game a lot.
1: I, and s- So many times. But
0: most of the time, the winner is not going to be the person 60 points ahead, three quarters of the way through. Most of the time, it's somebody.
1: Most of the time, it's neck and neck. Yes. I mean, which is so much fun. Yes. And then I, you know, I loved, it was uh, my birthday party. One of my birthdays, like 37th birthday or something like that. I wanted a gaming birthday party. Right. And so we had tons of friends over to our house, and we had all the tables. We had food going. You could gravitate from one game to the other you could remix everybody the kids were there the kids played downstairs in their area we had food it was just several hours of gaming and I remember playing ticket to ride with a couple guys who they already were fairly well versed in games and they were cocky and thought oh yeah okay we're gonna play and I was like well I'll play with you guys so it was a full house there was five of us playing I smoked them and it shocked them because I wasn't in the lead when we go into the Final, final scoring. Ca- final scoring. So they were just cocky as all get out, and they have still talked about this game where I smoked them, smoked them <laughs> six and a half
0: years later.
1: Could be part of the reason why I love the game as well. But <laughs> it's it's super simple. Yeah, it's still a pretty game to look at.
0: Oh yeah, holds up. It so two thumbs up for original ticket to ride. Five stars as the uh, as the probably what we think is our number one gateway game. Yeah. For so. Sure. I hope this list was helpful. Uh, we uh, we love we, talking about board games, and we love
1: playing games. Yes, we. And do. we love for you to be involved in gaming love too. We would love for you to come over if you are local. Come borrow a game. Come yes. ask us to do a game and play a yes. game with us. We love that kind of fellowship, and we thought Gateway Games would be a good way to show you ways that you could get started. Any of these games can be found on our um, show notes. Patrick will have links to those games where you can purchase them yourself. You bet. And get started. And then we encourage you to go on YouTube and look for some gaming instruction videos. We encourage you to try Rado or try Tabletop and see what you think. And just get into it.
0: All right. So, are you ready to talk bee's knees?
1: I am ready to talk
0: bee's knees. Okay. So, our Bee's Knees section is our section that we do at the end of every podcast where we talk about the things that make us happy, the things that this week we really, really like and are special. And so, it's a chance for us to just share a little bit of the joy of what is going on with us. So, do you want to go first or do you need me to?
1: I have two okay and you said you had i only have one okay so i'll do one then you do one and then i'll do it okay all right all right so my first is a libby app i am trying to work and i have been very very busy with work but my decompressed time is reading and i i am obsessed i also we've talked a little bit about having good reads and having a list of things of number of books you read each year one of the ways that I can do this is if I can find multiple different avenues of that same book, and what I mean is I can get it in an audiobook, I can read it on Kindle, and I can have it in physical form. And I love having a variation because no matter where I am, I can be reading. And Libby has been a lifesaver, especially in these past two weeks when I've been really busy because I had the audiobook, so that the little bit of time I'm driving, taking Piper to school, or coming home from work, and I'm stuck in traffic, I can be reading further in my book, and then I pause the book. And then I can find the page that I'm on in Kindle. And then we're late at night and the lights are turned off and we're winding our brains down. I can be reading. And I'm so thankful for a library system that has an app that I can find all these things. So I'm quite obsessed with my Libby app.
0: That's great. That's a good one. Very, very good. All right. My bee's knees this week. There is... (laughs) <laughs> I'm so excited about this. You I knew it was going to be, right? I, I did. I did exactly knew exactly you were going to pick. I wish I
1: could we could show pictures on here, though. That's the only thing.
0: Oh. So go, is, go ahead and tell them, because they're already oh, excited. Oh, man. So uh, we live in Annapolis. There is Annapolis, Maryland. There is a new store, a new restaurant, restaurant in the food court. Now, I think the Westfield Annapolis Mall is the biggest Mall in Maryland I or think, something its some I weird. There's some weird fact. Maryland's not a big state either, yeah. so it's not like <laughs> so a, of the a, four but... malls, it's the biggest <laughs> mall in Maryland. But it's a
1: big—you I mean, can walk the inside, yeah, the mall, and it's like two point something miles I think if you so. walk all the not circumference, but the perimeter of yeah. the mall inside. Yeah. That's what it is. So it's a big mall.
0: So. Uh, but their, you know, and their food court has been hit or miss. Well, uh, COVID they, hurt,
1: wrecked, wrecked everything. But. Yeah,
0: I mean, they, you know, Five Guys is good in there. Obviously, the rest of my family does Chick Fil A all the time, anytime they can. They have one of those Charlie's cheesesteak places, which is where I generally go. They did open a Popeyes. Very happy about yes, that. Yes, they did. Someday we're gonna have to talk about the Korean hot dog place that oh, yeah. we don't understand.
1: We can we can do a whole podcast on some food.
0: We could. Ooh, we That'd should be write a good that thing. Down. That's but they opened a new place. And this, if you're local, it's where the subway was. Right yeah. near where the doors are that you go to get into the food court part of the mall. And the name of the restaurant is Lantico. And restaurant's a strong word. You walk up, you order food. Yeah,
1: it's a... yeah.
0: But it is a sandwich. It is a... And, and this is not subway. This is fancier sandwich. But not... When you say, when I, if you were to say to me, it's not Subway, it's a step up. I would think like Firehouse Subs yeah, or Jersey Mics yes, or something like that's that. That's what I think. Go another... Or even,
1: what's one that has like a little drive through that's right there on...
0: J- 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 yeah, yeah. Jimmy John's. Yes, Jimmy John's. That's yeah. what I would think would be a step up. I was going to say Jersey Boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you already did
0: so uh, So this is... Better this. This is more it's like artisan sandwiches. Yes, this yeah. is not factory produced kind of thing. So the name is Lantico, and as I, I, we had friends who suggested this and said this, you have to go do this because uh, when he went up, the guy was a sandwich artist, and he the sandwich wasn't the way that he wanted it for. Uh, the, the guy working there didn't like how he made the sandwich so he redid it and uh, my friend thought the sandwich was great and gave him a thumbs up from the middle of the food court and caught the guy's eye and the guy gave him a big thumbs up and so he, my friend texted me and said, you have to go. So we went and uh, I, I'm looking at the menu, it's a little overwhelming, there's about 27 pictures of sandwiches on the menu and the guy sees me walk up and he goes, welcome, I'm so glad you're here. I can fix you any of these things or anything else you want.
1: <laughs> I really want you to buy a sandwich from here.
0: And I, uh, I, you know, that did not help narrow it down. And so uh, so you can fix anything is what you're saying. Well, uh, it was these handmade focaccia? Focaccia. Focaccia. Um, well, that was the bread. Yeah, did you the... get
1: to choose your bread or that was oh, no, the
0: bread? That, I mean, I don't, it was it this... Was
1: good bread and it was huge
0: it was like a loaf uh like a small
1: if you laid the slice of bread beside patrick's head his head would be smaller than the slice and i got
0: a big old noggin and he does so uh it's um the so
1: lantico gusto italiano is the name of the restaurant
0: lantico gusto i mean that just
1: makes me happy just Uh, hearing the thing
0: so i finally just pick one i I pointed a thing he's like here excellent so I get pastrami it's got pecorino cheese spread on it it's got sun dried tomatoes he's putting lettuce on there he says you want some olive oil and salt and pepper you know I do and then um, he said I can put any of this extra stuff he sort of waves at the, the table of yumminess and he's like I can put any of these extra stuff well it's choice overload for me I don't even know yeah. and so he's he points at like the shredded mozzarella cheese like the, clearly the bagged shredded yeah. mozzarella cheese. Waxy. Yeah, and he goes I can do this, and then he points to the little tub next to it, and he goes or I could p- slice some fresh mozzarella on your sandwich if you wanted. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. What? He goes, yeah. You want the shredded mozzarella? I went, no. I want the fresh. So he sliced fresh mozzarella Still to put wet, like, on this sandwich. Yeah. It was incredible.
1: Y'all, across the food court, I've gotten my Chick-fil-A, and yeah. I'm sitting at the table waiting yeah. for him to come. So jealous. And well, I wish I could have eaten it because I can't have, sorry. I can't yeah, have the gluten stuff. But fair. you are hopping. You are, like, bouncing. You're so excited. It's so much fun. It's going to be the best. It was humongous. So,
0: and I opened up the sandwich next to her when I finally got over there. And because uh, they were like, you know, the, the lady who was checking me out was like, do you do you want a combo? No, I want to eat the sandwich. That's what I, I just want to eat. Want why would I want? Sandwich. Why would I want to besmirch this with <laughs> chips or something? Gross! No. So I pull the sandwich out.
1: Yeah, this is not a Lay's potato chips next to your sandwich kind of sandwich. No,
0: this is a this is a piece of art. And so I pull <laughs> the sandwich out and I say to myself, "Look, I'm a grown man. I make <laughs> smart decisions. And the smart decision I'm going to make is I'm going to eat half." of this sandwich mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. this other half i'm gonna get to enjoy again mm-hmm. because you know what i'm an adult are you gonna be i'm able? an adult man who makes smart choices are you gonna
1: be able to so
0: i ate this half of the sandwich
1: you did yeah and
0: then you and i are talking and i look down and someone else has eaten <laughs> the other half of my sandwich and that's someone else is me.
1: Yeah. You devoured the sandwich.
0: I ate basically a loaf of homemade bread and like a pound and a half of pastrami yep. and all of and these some fresh things mozzarella. Don't forget with that. some <laughs> fresh mozzarella on it. Uh so, you know, I didn't eat the next day, but it was incredible. And uh you know, I'm ready to go back to the mall food court.
1: And who says that? Uh this guy. Nobody does until so, now till Lantico Gusto Italiano. So, anybody
0: restaurant. that needs, uh, you know, you I mean, any meal. I may be uh, doing pastoral counseling at the mall food court. Just Do you so think you that's going to be? I
1: mean, hey, then, then we could choose whatever they want to get. That's right. Probably private counseling space.
0: We'll just talk over the volume of the people talking. <laughs> so. Sure. But uh, so that is my bee's knees. So,
1: So you okay with my third bee's knees? You ready for it? Or my second bee's knees? Yeah. So, the other bee's knees that I have uh, is a little YouTube channel that we started called Devane Games. We
0: haven't talked about this on here?
1: I think we've only like just, because we've talked about we'll talk about it eventually. So, we'll be oh. like, oh yeah, I don't, no, okay. we're just going to mention it a little okay. bit. alright. It's, it has brought so much joy. So, our Devane Games I- idea is that it is a YouTube video of mom, me, playing a video game for the first time. Now, we've talked about with board games, and it's the same with video games. I do not have skill in any way, shape, or form. I yell at the TV. I move my arms the weird ways with the controller. I don't understand how you have both of your hands doing different things on the same controller. There's too many buttons, all the things. Well, anytime we've played video games in the past with the kids, the kids die laughing at me playing a video game. They find me hilarious. Well, we thought this would be fun. Let's try it. Let's video mom doing some uh, video games. And it started because there was going to be a specific game coming out that I was super excited to play. And I've never played anything like this before, but anyone who knows me knows that I love Harry Potter and I love Harry Potter books. I love the games. I love the movies and all that stuff. So I mean, I have Harry Potter Legos, and I'm I'm a big fan of Harry Potter. So, there was Har- Harry Potter. It wasn't Harry Potter. It was called Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm. So, it's all about you becoming a witch or a wizard. And this is hundreds of years before Harry Potter comes onto the scene. But you're at Hogwarts. And I knew I wanted to play this game. It's called an open world game, which didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand what that meant. But, so... We started Devane Games. You should look for Devane Games on YouTube um, where it's just me playing ridiculous games. But what I have what I have found that I really enjoy it, the little bit of time we get to do it, is that all of you are together doing it. You are there helping me, doing the video and doing the elements and walking me through because Lord knows I don't know what I'm doing in a game. And the kids are there and the kids are just as into it as I am. And then when we've talked about it with friends and they're watching it, you know, our niece continues to text me going, Say, say, when are you going to put another video up? I'm, I need to watch another video. Like, I don't get to talk to her all the time. And she's watching this little video of me being ridiculous playing some game. And I'll have kids in my church who are giving me lists of, oh, you need to play this game. I want to see you do this. And, oh, you're doing that. So it is just bringing me joy. Just Devang Games make me happy. Playing video games. Look
0: it up on YouTube. Who
1: would have thought? So those are our bee's knees for this week.
0: Thank you so much for listening. We are so grateful uh, for all of the feedback, all of the ways that uh, you have already communicated, um, how much you are liking the podcast. We are loving doing it. So we yeah. are grateful for your listening and grateful for feedback. And if you would like to give us feedback, uh, then you can email us.
1: At devainworld@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's right. And anytime you can think of something that you would love for us to talk about... We're open to ideas. We don't want it to always be silly. We don't always be serious. We want to kind of, this is Patrick and I, and we will sit and have conversations over the dinner table or sitting in the bed before we go to bed. We want it to be talking to you guys, and we want to talk and share what we're feeling and thinking. So that's what the honesty policy is, and we'd love to have your thoughts on something we could do next time.
0: So thanks so much, and we will see you next time.
1: Wonderful. Bye, guys.